welcome back to another episode of Sisterly Pod. I'm Katie, and I'm back here with Dan and Phyllis as we get in to talk about what's happened so far in the offseason of the Flyers. Dan, Phyllis, say hi. 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 Wow. That was... (laughs) Hi, Katie, what's up? That was the enthusiasm I was looking for, and you just didn't deliver. I'm sorry, tomorrow's Friday. It's been a long week. Yeah, why don't you sound more excited that tomorrow's Friday? Uh, Because I got a promotion, and um, so I am not only doing my old job, I'm doing my new job and training my replacement. And my replacement is a dickhead who wants to tell me how to train him. He's like, well, hey, you're not not training me properly. Good luck, asshole. Have fun doing this job without my help. Well, (laughs) all I'm hearing is that you got a a promotion, which means you're making more money. So, you know what? Good for you, Phyllis. We love to see it. Chase that bag. (laughs) It wasn't a huge promotion, but it's actually it was real. It's a it's a position I really like. It's a training position. But this idiot, like I said, he, he has to do something. He has to do change controls. And there are 15 trainings he had to take to do the change controls that I used to do. He said, oh, that's too many trainings. I'm not doing it. Have fun with that. Okay. Speaking, speaking, of, speaking of idiots and change, <laughs> Ivan Provorov isn't on the flyers anymore. <laughs> what a shame. I'm so upset. <laughs> uh, a couple, I think it was probably, what, at least two weeks ago now at this yeah, point? A, yeah. There weeks, was yeah. a, as I'm sure you've heard about by now, the flyers traded Ivan Provorov in a three-team deal. Uh, that involved the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets got Ivan Provorov. L.A., I believe, got Hayden Hodgson, Kevin Connaughton. Uh, who else? Hold on. Pull yeah, it up. Good luck. Good luck know, this, uh, I was going to say, there was so much involved in that trade. I mostly paid attention. Oh, and they retained 30% of Provorov's salary. And then the Flyers got... Cal Peterson, Sean Walker, Helga Granz, uh, 2023 first, 20, and then two 2024 seconds, yeah, I, I believe. That was it. Did I get all that right? My favorite tweet was when they showed uh, Provorov's girlfriend and dog all sad about going to Columbus. I'm like, ha ha, asshole. <laughs> yeah, have fun in Ohio. Yes, um... Yeah, I mean, God, glad he's gone. Did, the announcement did, I'm did, waiting I, did for I get is, everything? Is, I think so. Yeah, yeah. The announcement I'm yes. waiting for is the buyout of Tony D'Angelo. Like, yo, Danny, come on. We'll get, we'll get back to we'll get back to Tony in a minute. But I will say, as somebody who was big on the skepticism of the Briere and Jones hirings, they do have my attention here now. I was very. We wanted mm, something very, like this to prove that they that can do it. We're going to be able to pull off a move of this magnitude to not only trade Ivan Provorov, but to get assets back in return. Yeah, actually get something And decent, they yeah. made like a creative hockey trade that honestly, I think all parties involved in the situation. It was a good, very well. even trade. I, yeah. I sure. thought so. Say, I told you, believe in Danny. I was ready to follow that little elf-eared bastard to hell when he was a player. I am solidly behind him as general manager. I will say I'm still kind of, like, wary about the whole situation with Briere and Jones and Tortorella and the menage a trois of leadership that (laughs) has been dubbed. But I will say that they have definitely earned some of my confidence. And some trust. I will. I will say that I. They don't They've got have a lot more to do over the next yet. week. Yes, uh, it's yeah. it's yeah. like the same thing we said when they fired Fletcher. Like, it was necessary. It needed to happen, but it was just the first step. Like, yeah. there is still so much work that needs to be done here before I can totally say that they have my full confidence. But I thought this was a much ne- much needed step in the right direction. Did you watch any of the press conferences today? Uh, regarding what? It was a little pre-draft. Uh, was there was there a press conference today? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Press conference where they talked about needing to add stuff. Like, really? Look. Okay. I mean, I could have told you that. Obvious. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Did you really? Did you really stuff. need a a press conference? Press, yeah, really. To, to say we need more young talent. And, but, well, the reporters kept asking them the dumbass questions, like, "Who are you going to take in the first round? 
the best player that's available. Well, who are you going to take in the first round? The best. Why would they? Why like? Why would they say who they're going to take? Like, yeah. Like before the draft happens. Exactly. Like, who are you looking at so we can spook them? You know. Yeah. Really. Or I guess throw other people off. Yeah. But. But yeah, it's like they just kept asking, "What do you need to do? What do you? We need to fill some stuff." If they can get rid of Hayes, if he can get rid of Hayes, I'm sorry, Kevin Hayes needs to go. I think a lot of this roster is like addition by subtraction. Like if you can get them off of the team and get somebody else to fill their shoes with a prospect that's up and coming in the system, fine with me. Clear the cap off your books. Give somebody a shot. I mean, I, I feel like we've been seeing a lot of these prospects for years now, and we still don't know what they are, what they could be, because the and the main roster has just been so log jammed yeah. in terms of contracts that we we haven't known. I'm excited to see a lot of our prospects get shots next year, though. Well, they said the only untouchable is Co- uh, Gautier. I mean, I can't say I argue with that one. Yeah, me either. I mean, I would argue Carter Hart is untouchable, too, but me too. it, seems, it I, seems that they have other ideas for that. Well... I just don't think we're going to get enough in return for him. Granted, we have some goalies in, you know, in the bank, but you build around a player like Carter Hart. I mean, the reason we suck is because we don't have a defense to put in front of Carter Hart. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's an elite goaltender. But wouldn't it just be so on brand for the Flyers for after finally having a homegrown goaltending talent that has been everything that they've been searching for? To trade, trade him yeah. away, and then they build that they a team. They get back to 2010 status and realize they need a goaltender. And go, God damn! Wish we you didn't know, trade you know Carter Hart really in all these nice years. Yeah. Yeah. Carter Hart. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like the whole. I'm sorry, the whole Bobrovsky thing. Yeah, that Briskalov thing worked. That just went so well, didn't it? Could you imagine if Bobrovsky had been, you know, had been a flyer all this time? Yeah, I, and that was, that was the example that I kept throwing out yeah. as well, is the people, especially the people that are pro-trading Carter Hart. Mm-hmm. We want to get rid of Carter Hart. Meanwhile, we're still talking about Sergei Bobrovsky 11, 11 years, years later. later. Yeah. yeah. Well, Priskalov was that bad, you know? No, I, I mean, I, I'm totally in the same boat as you, Dan. Like, I think it's a really, really bad idea to try to trade him. I mean, unless you are, you know... Unless making you're getting, unless you're getting an offer that you absolutely cannot refuse, yeah, then I really don't unless think you're you should. That trade. First round pick from Chicago, you know, yeah. the, you know, that's that's when I would trade Carter Hart. Other than that, kiss my ass. I mean, is there <laughs> even really like a precedent for a kind of deal like this? Like a young goaltender, twenty four no. years old, like he's had accolades at every single level of hockey he's ever played. Like he's one of the most decorated WHL goaltenders, you know, and his numbers here would be better if he had, you know, a defense that wasn't any semblance of a team in front of him. him. Um, The only, the only issue I'm seeing that would stand in the way of a Carter Hart trait is that hockey, the hockey Canada thing. mm -hmm. That investigation is still, so Apparently we just recorded uh, Freaking Flyer last night, and we did a about 35-minute segment on the episode that's going to be posted on Sunday talking about that. Ooh. Mike is a lawyer. Manny is a Canadian. So I used their brain power for good um, <laughs> to, to kind of dig into that a little more. And they gave some very good insight into, you know, a little <laughs> bit more of that. So uh, that'll be up on that one um, for Sunday okay, for that cool. one. But, yeah, I mean, Hart is such a interesting character in all of this. And, and everybody has a price including Carter Hart, but I just don't think it's a realistic standard that you can find. And as Katie alluded mm-hmm. to, there's not really a precedent for this. Corey Schneider was the last yeah. one even kind of dealt, and it was 2013 for like a ninth overall <laughs> pick, and that was it. Before that was Roberto Luongo when he was with the fucking yeah. Florida Panthers in 2006. You know, you really just don't see these, especially a 24-year-old top starting goal, you just don't see yeah, this. Yeah. Anymore, you know, I guess when Hellebuck gets traded out of Winnipeg this year, and even that, he's a little older and only has one year left on his contract yeah. before his UFA, you know, a little bit more proven. Um, but it's just, and maybe that works out for the Flyers' favor. If they wanted to trade hard, there is no precedent. You can't go, well, we need this low bar. You can, so you maybe can, you can get, get you more. Know, a King's Ransom. Yeah. But, you know, it may also not work out as well. It's a very interesting little... Um, 
you know, situation they're going to. I really hope they don't trade Hart. I hope they so don't. I think he's the one guy, you know, I, I get they said Goatee is really one untouchable. This, I would really hold on to it. Yeah, like, Hart is the one guy. Gautier. You know, if there's a price tag that it gets met, fine, but anything short, it's not a guy you can settle, you know. If you're rebuilding, that's what you rebuild around, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. he's still young enough where if you do three years, he's still in his you know mid late twenties. He's, he's gonna he's be fine. he's gonna be in his prime when they're coming out of the rebuild yeah. and they're ready to contend again. Like that's exactly what they want. As much as it would hurt me to see Lawton go, because I love him, I think he's a great player. Bye bye. You can get the right price for him, and apparently that's been in the works a couple times. Yeah, I mean they tried I mean, to I, trade him I at the deadline Lawton. a couple of years yeah. ago, but Chuck Fletcher wanted I to hold Lawton. on to him. Have to resign him, huh? Unlike you, I'm a fan of the Travi, at least one of the Travi. I like TK. Sandheim can he can go pound sand in my opinion. You know, Sandheim pound sand. But, you know, I like TK, <laughs> but bye bye. Yeah, Connectney should be the one to go. Um yeah. you just have so many right wings on this team. And you know, especially after his Connectney's, you know, career year last year, he's seven years in. Do you t- you know, I feel, well, you can keep him and hope that he gets better next season and his value goes up. But historically speaking, he's never been this good yeah, before. It's... Do you risk keeping him and then he goes back next season and has a 15-goal, 35-point season and he's shit again? Yeah. He kills all of his value this time next year. You know, you I have mean... Tyson Forster, you have Bobby Brink, you got these right-wingers in your system, you got Tippett and Wade Allison who are already here. You have so many fucking bodies on this right side that it would be significantly yeah. easier just to deal Konechny, get a mid-first-round pick for have a new prospect, have a roster spot for Forrester, and be good to go. So I, I would hope that's what they do here in the next week leading up to the draft. If nothing Not else, that, trading like, you could make You could make that argument about like literally anybody on this roster. More or less, that, like, yeah. You know, what if we trade them and they become a superstar and they get better? And it's like, okay, well, you that could also hold on to them that. and they could significantly regress, and then you wouldn't be able to get the value that you would have been able to get had you just bit the bullet and traded them. Yeah. Like, not everybody that we draft has to be a lifelong flyer. I don't know who needs to hear Believe that. Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a Ron Hextallism. ism yeah. You know, we have to draft they, they these guys, and they all have to be on the roster, and they all have to be here for you know, 30 years. It's not how this works. You're allowed to move players. You're allowed to swap things to out. Especially if we're actually rebuilding this time. There's no reason to hold yeah. on to any of these guys. Actually, it seems like they are committed to this. It seems like Briere and company are committed to a rebuild. Good. Finally. It took them long enough. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, the rumors all indicate good stuff. Now we'll have to see whether they follow through with Lawton and Konechny and all these, you know, trades, potential moves in the next few weeks here um, leading up to the draw. Because the draft is less than a week from tonight. Less than a week, yeah. They have the whole offseason move these guys. It's just for picks in 24 and beyond. So, you know, their own personal deadline is, is, you know, the first round of 23, which is next Wednesday. So we shall see, but um, you know, if they can follow through with this, if they get rid of Lawton and Konechny and get rid of D'Angelo in the summer, and somehow by the grace of God flip Travis Anheim, you know, and this roster is significantly different next year, and you get all these picks and prospects back. Hey, look at that! They're actually fucking rebuilding. You know, yeah. they took a good step with Provorov. They seem to be weighing their options here with this one. Now it's a matter of whether they follow through the rest of the way with this. And a lot of rumors the last few days, but no action as of yet. I just, I just want Tony D'Angelo gone. I don't care if we buy him out. If they get rid of Provorov and D'Angelo in the same summer, that would be awesome. Yeah. That would be nice. Would, and, know, what if they got rid of Sanheim, too? Oh, man. <laughs> homophobic and, you know. And to trade him in Pride Month? Oh, man. Good month for us. Yeah, that was so <laughs> sweet. It's like, if we could buy out Tony D'Angelo in Pride Month, Yes. <laughs> Take that, you homophobic bastard. Speaking of homophobic uh, bastards. I was just about to say that. Oh, my God. Gary Bettman, this asshole, uh, removed all warm-up jerseys for next season. For everything, apparently. What a douche move. Thanks, Ivan. They hate gay people so much that, you know, you can no longer have a Hockey Fights Cancer Night. So, well done. Uh, well, you can, NHL. you can still have the nights. They're going to have their theme nights, the but they jersey. can't have the jerseys, which, you know, they auction off for charity afterwards. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, it's... I guess uh, they'll just have to settle for the 50-50 I mean, instead. Could the individual yeah, teams do it if they wanted? No, I don't think there's I, I think any, it's a mandate like, now. Request. It's uh, a mandate now because they got Because so six players didn't want to wear a fucking pride jersey. Mm-hmm. didn't want to wear pride jerseys. Assholes. That they're just making it straight across the board, you're not allowed to wear special jerseys. 
I so am going to order an Ivan Provorov Pride jersey. Because they have a I don't want to wear that around. <laughs> oh, I want to I don't want to wear it around. I just want to have it. Just to say that you have one. Yes, pretty much. You might wait I wonder, Allison jersey I wonder from where they have it. I wonder where they have his jersey that he was supposed to wear and then didn't. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know where they uh, stowed Maybe it Maybe it's like hidden in the depths of the Wells Fargo Center Probably. somewhere. Probably. It's like in the basement, you know, <laughs> ripped up somewhere. What do you think of the Dave new, Scott took it with him when he left. Yeah, really. <laughs> Chuck Fletcher. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> he made off with it, you know? Oh, God. Yeah, they have new jerseys. We can talk about that, too. Oh my bad. gosh, you're t- you're stealing all of my segues. Pardon oh, the shit out of me, Katie. I'm excited to talk about it right here. I like the show. Oh, I'm <laughs> glad you like the show. But yes, the Flyers uh, revealed a new jersey design. It has some homages to the past with taking a spin on some new things. Um, but the biggest difference is that they're the home and the road jerseys are the only ones that are different. Uh, the third jersey is still the black and orange one that they wore in the stadium series, like, I don't know how many fucking years ago at this point. Um, but I do kind of like the look of the jerseys, of the home and road jerseys. The only things that I'm really upset about are that it's missing the stripe between uh-huh. the shoulders and the chest area that is on this jersey that I'm wearing right now. Mm-hmm. Um and the numbers don't have the borders around them. I just think it looks so much cleaner with the the borders around the numbers. I know they did that because that's how the original jerseys yeah. were. They didn't have the borders, but uh, the borders just look so good. They make it look but really how about, clean. How about that disgusting logo? The, the IBS Yeah, logo. we got sponsorship yeah, patches ads, now. Yeah. God. I mean, I mean I it's coming. It's hideously ugly. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, fine. Put a sponsorship patch on. You have to make it like neon ass, ugly ass blue, so that was, it sticks out like a sore yeah. thumb. I'm just glad it's not Comcast. Yeah, I'm surprised really. it wasn't Comcast actually, considering they own the team or Xfinity or whatever. That would have looked yeah, better. Xfinity would have been. Because they would have yeah. had the white. No big yeah. blue fucking uh, IBX, patches yeah. on there. Yeah, yeah. Great. It just doesn't look great. No, they're not on the versions that fans will be able to buy, though, right? Probably or, not. I thought they were. Or, oh, oh, I hope not. I don't I think not. so. I think they're they're, uh, they're just on the game jerseys. They're only on the home jerseys, though. They're not on the away jerseys. They are not on the white jerseys, yeah. Manny, uh, we talked about this on, he said they were on the white jerseys. I checked. They are not on the white jerseys, which most mm-hmm. teams are not. Because um, I remember that was a thing in the uh, Stanley Cup when the Panthers were wearing their white jerseys and the Golden Knights were in whatever jersey they were wearing, that uh, neither one of them had ads on them. So I assume the UA jerseys are, uh, you know, they're not in their arenas and whatnot getting featured, so I assume that's what that has to do with that. But, yeah, the white jerseys don't have ads on them, which is ironic because I feel like that was the only one where you could probably pull off that big blue patch is on the, the white the background. But <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the only one it would look fine on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they just don't white out those patches. I feel like a big, you know, at least a nice white IBX there would be much better yeah. than that stupid blue on the orange background. But what, what the yeah. fuck do I know, I guess? What do we know, uh, yeah. yeah. It's just hideous. That, that patch, I was oh, it hurt my it hurt my eyes. I'm like, nope. I don't think hey, they... Are they, for sale yet at the, are they for sale yet at the well? I don't think so. I have no idea. Oh, I checked I yesterday. I'm not checked today. Wells, Fario, Center, Shop. I mean, yeah, I definitely, I definitely do want to get one of the new jerseys because I like these. And um, oh, of course, how could we forget the most important thing? They're going back to the burnt orange uh, yeah, that so. everybody's been asking about. Finally, uh, so they're not going to be like this electric, not electric orange, traffic but this like cone, light yeah. traffic cone orange anymore. Um, what am I looking? It's for? a return that I'm very excited about. I know a lot of people are. Somebody who was crying that they weren't in the reveal ad, so it meant that they were going to be treated. I have no somebody, idea. There's a couple of somebody, them. Uh, yeah. I think a, what annoys me is that the burnt orange isn't in the third jerseys. Yeah, they kept the stupid they kept, they kept old the orange for those black jerseys. Old yeah. orange for the third jerseys. 
But it was such a missed opportunity to yeah. bring back the black jersey. Yeah, they kept the third jerseys in general is another problem here on top of this yeah. one. The old uh, stadium series ones. They didn't bring back the, you know, mid-2000s the jer- black, the black jerseys. Jer- the one Katie's wearing right that, now. I, yeah, <laughs> the one I'm, literally the one I'm wearing right now. Which is the jersey that everybody wanted to see back yeah. the most. You I realize think. how much money, if they brought that jersey back in its entirety with the piping and the numbers and everything was proper. I would How much that. money you made up off me alone, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> thousands upon thousands of dollars. But I wore <sighs> this one specifically because I knew we were going to talk about the jersey. Today, I would have put a jersey on, so. except it's 7,000 degrees in here right now, so... I actually got this. Yeah. It, there, there's no like numbers or neighbor on, name on it or anything. It's just plain. But I got it for like forty bucks on Depop. It was nice. There you go. So and yeah, I I, I had been looking for for one like this for a while. My office doesn't have any air conditioning, so I was sitting in there all day. I'm like, yeah, no, no sweater today. But yeah, I definitely am gonna get one at some point. I just don't know who I'm gonna get. My coworker asked me that today. He he said he's finally getting back onto into the flyers. Because I'm into it, and also the new regime is taking over. And we were talking, we were talking about the new jerseys. <laughs> and he was like, "Who should I get?" And I was like, "Honestly, I don't know. I think you should just keep it blank for right now." Yeah, <laughs> I uh... customize later. Jerseys he got traded. I literally bought my first Rick Tockett jersey the day he got traded. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm not. Ooh, that one anymore. hurts. Yeah, Tockett. Yeah. That one, yeah, the day of... The, the day he got traded, he bought his jersey. And, uh, Simmons, I want to say, I got my first Simmons sweater right before the... It was, yeah, right before the stadium series when he played his last game as a flyer and I just bawled my heart out, you know? I don't uh, I don't know if they're actually going to do it or not. I highly doubt it, but uh, Charlie suggested that maybe they uh, pursue Wayne Simmons this summer again to bring him back I, for leadership you know purposes. I would, be, I would be all for that. You know that. I mean, he's in the twilight of his career. Unless he wants to go chase a cup, then I don't, I don't see why. I mean, he was not. barely getting any playing well, time in Toronto. Yeah, I mean, it at this point, really his career, I don't know how much he's left in the That's tank why anyway. They didn't but go any further? Think about what you did, Toronto Maple Leafs. You sat Wayne Simmons. That's why you didn't go anywhere. You listening, Brad Tree Living? <laughs> yeah, that's why. Think about what you did. Oh, let me tell you, my team, my Toronto team. They won that first series. My God, my phone was blowing up because they, they all have my cell phone because, you know, in case of emergency, I'm like literally getting 15 texts in five minutes. They shut up real fast when they lost to Florida, though. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear a whole lot from you guys, did I, my Toronto team, if you're listening? <laughs> but like I said, Toronto, you sat Wayne Simmons. Now go sit in the corner and think about what you did. Take a time out. Oh, Toronto. Yeah, they're in a bit of a conundrum this summer. Now, is he a free agent this year? Simmons? I think so. Yeah, I say we sign him. Come on, Danny. They're getting the band back together. Yeah. They brought back Patrick Sharp. They brought back John LeClaire. Just bring Wayne Simmons back, too. Just make it like, you know... 2011 all over again. Why not? Who says no? <laughs> At this point, I mean, who cares? They're doing a lot of pandering everywhere else. You may as well bring back random players, too, and have them uh, I mean, suit up it, for him. They're, they're both special advisors, right? Yes. They're yeah. more advisors to replace the, the old, old guard? Yeah, they replaced yeah. the uh, old former Flyers with more recent former new Flyers. Former flyers. Yeah. Yeah. New former Flyers. New former Flyers. Hey. You're gonna argue though with John Leclaire. I, you know, like you've got you've got the Legion of Doom coming. Did back. you hear Keith Jones? He was like, you know, I, uh, when I got my job, Leclaire texted me congratulations, and I texted back, I'm so like, I you want to come work with that. me? And I'm like, what? <laughs> like that's all it fucking takes. Like, that's all it takes. Oh, God. So yeah, you want to come yeah, work? You, here? you just need to you just need to congratulate somebody. Text, it's, it's quite Crazy literally who you know. Jobs yeah. these days. Oh, God, I saw that one. I was like, ooh. Speaking of jobs, Val Camillo's leaving, effective a uh, a week and a half from now. (laughs) Phyllis is very sad. I will say, she she definitely got a lot of hate for, that was deserved in the beginning of her tenure, (laughs) the spiraling of the team. But in, I would say, the last year and a half to two years, 
I definitely think she listened to a lot of the criticism because the game experience, which is the part that she's kind of responsible for, like the business side of it. The experience at the Wells Fargo Center has gotten measurably better. Yeah. Like I am actively having fun at these games, even though the team on the ice is terrible. And I yeah, do if think you, she deserves. If you enjoy playing, paying twenty dollars for a piece of pizza, yeah. Well, you don't have to buy pizza there. <laughs> you can well, eat yeah. before you when, go. When you have a teenage son, and they are sell, or you know, young son, and they are selling gigantor pieces of pizza, you're buying one. Believe me. All I'm hearing is nobody would I complain about it if there was kids. a product on the ice that was worth going there to watch. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which you know, I would TBD. Pay $20 I guess. Dollars for a piece of pizza to see a win. I mean, I pay. I guess I just value alcohol more than food because. Amen. I'll spend the twenty dollars on the beer, no problem. But the twenty dollars on the pizza, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. I'm being careful with my calories, yeah. <laughs> I mean, beer's made up of bread anyway, right? Yes. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Same thing. Oh, God. You know, it's barley and hops. It's, you know, it's basically wet exactly. bread, you know? Exactly. Liquid bread. <laughs> it's just liquid bread. Liquid bread. Oh, God. Are you guys excited for the draft next week? I'm excited for it to be over so I don't have to see anybody's stupid mock drafts anymore. Yeah. That, I, yeah I'm, I'm excited for people to, to stop talking about it. This I want like Benson. I want Reinbeck. I want Mitchkov. I hate this time of year. So over it. Just give me the draft. Get these people on this fucking team. Let's move on with our lives. Yeah. Let's, yeah let's I will say, like, the, during the Hextall era, I was very, very big into the draft. Like, I would watch the tape of the prospects. I read every single prospect report. Like, I was making, like, mock drafts for, like, the first round or two every single year. And I hate that I have to care about this again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, 2014 never left. I'm to for at least the next three years. Probably. Yeah. I will never get back into that level of I just can't do it know, anymore. Obsession. I can't get excited this time around. I can't, I can't nah. do it anymore, mostly because I have yeah. a life now, and back then <laughs> I was, like, in high school and didn't have real responsibilities. <laughs> uh, but, you know, now I have a job and everything, so... Yeah, I mean, I never not, got overly into this, but I, I find it much more difficult this time around to get my hopes up. I'm like, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, what they do leading up to this one. It matters what they do in the NHL. And after the Hextall era, we yeah. hyped up all these guys, and every last one of them was a miserable failure. You know, it's exactly. kind of like, I, let's see what happens when they get here this time. Like, yeah. I I think the the key is to not hype it up too much, which we yeah. definitely all did in the past. And then when it didn't work out in our favor, it blew up in our faces and felt like much more of a disappointment than when it actually yeah. is. Like, all of this is really just a crapshoot. Like, somebody who gets drafted in the 20s could be a star, and somebody who gets drafted in the 10s could also be a star, and then vice versa. Yep. They could both I, not work out for one, for one reason or another. Out. Speaking of draft picks that didn't work out, what was all with all the Nolan Patrick hate? I mean, just because he, you know, he's not going to get a, his name on the Stanley Cup, but he will get a cup ring because everybody in the organization does. What was all the hate for that kid? I mean, like, some just people now? just, you I think know, it's just... don't like vegetables. It's okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that was mean. That was mean. Burr, 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 um, Oops. I mean, I I'll think hear about it's that just because <clears throat> people are still salty about Nolan Patrick not working out. Like, obviously, it's not his fault that he got, like, yeah. a bunch of concussions and everything. And he'll probably it's, never play hockey again just due to it's that. It's not his fault that Ron but, Nexel was an idiot and didn't take um I mean, at, was, at, yeah. at the time, it was... Like it was the consensus pick. I was happy there, they drafted him at the time. Like I think a lot of and a lot of people were happy happy that they drafted him at the time. You know, obviously mm-hmm. things have come out of the woodwork now where people in the organization were saying, "Hey, maybe don't take this guy." <laughs> All this and shit that's come out about this guy like, since they drafted him no, was a horrible yeah. idea. But at the time, uh... at, at at the time, look, hindsight is twenty twenty. But yeah, at the time, I think it's a move that everybody, for the most part, liked and agreed with. And unfortunately, you know, his playing career didn't work out in Philly that the way it wanted to. 
uh, playing career. Did, I mean, you think that kid wants it's to not be just here, but like yeah. anywhere. It's just the fact that he was drafted number two overall and he just mm-hmm. didn't live up to the hype whatsoever. Like he's not even an NHL caliber center, let alone even maybe like a third line center, yeah. you know, or a top line center, which is what everybody was kind of hoping he would be. And not only that, it's been discussed on this show too, but like Nolan Patrick not working out set up this organization for failure in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of a domino effect of bad move after bad move. Bad move after bad move, yeah. They needed to find a way to that replace it. That led to him. Kevin like, Hayes, and Kevin Hayes led to Derek Broussard, <laughs> Cam Atkinson, yep. and, and one move after another to try and salvage this. And obviously trading Braden Shen uh, didn't help either there in the same wow. draft. But yeah, uh, you know. He's going to get a ring, I guess. And I don't know if yep. uh, we heard about his name on a cup yet. I don't know if it's too early for that no, or what. Well, but uh, He didn't play. I don't, he he did, I mean, he's not name. qualified, but the Golden Knights can try and rally there. Yeah. They can put in an official yeah. whatever it's called to try and get the NHL to acknowledge him. But I don't even know if they'll do that. And yeah. We shall see. But it's probably too early for that. But I mean, he didn't play this that. whole year, right? No, he, he hasn't played he, since, God, middle of last season, I think. Yeah. So... Yeah, his name won't automatically be on the cup because he didn't play any game in the, you know, Nolan in the, in the playoffs. Patrick. It yeah. feels like it's been 30 years since Nolan Patrick was a freaking flyer. I know. It's been, it, it feels he was like here in 2021, and it feels like it's been like 10 years. 10 years like, yeah. Forever. It feels like a lifetime ago. His last game but was. I, I, uh, I think that's why people are upset. March 24, Because they're just still bitter about how things worked out here. I mean, I don't really care anymore. Like, I hope he can get his career back on track there. If he gets a ring, cool. You know, that's what happens when you're in an organization yeah. that happens to win. Like, they didn't win because of him. So. They didn't lose because of They him didn't either, lose though. because of him either, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I, don't really, I don't really have any ill will towards him. Reminds me of the Knack hate when Knack got, the, you know, granted he was the first one to drop the cup that year, but. It that was so funny. That. <laughs> it was. I'm sorry. It's classic. Of course, the former flyer is the first one to dent the cup. <laughs> I mean, I liked Knack too when he was here. Like, yeah, he oh, took I a lot of dumb it. penalties, but I liked, I liked him, him for a, lot. a little while. But afterwards, he was just a. Dude. I liked him a lot, but like he got claimed on waivers. Like again, Colorado yeah. didn't win because of him. Like he was a fourth line player on the team, and it was cool to watch him win. Yeah, it was. So I don't understand why people care so much about what players do when they leave the team. <laughs> uh, well, because yeah. they all win after they leave the team. That's why. Well, that's what we're maybe if we, maybe if we had some about. competent people running the organization, they wouldn't have to leave to win. Hopefully, yeah, we're in an, an era now if they, uh, where they yeah. bring in talent and we can be the winners for once. But uh, telling you, definitely time will tell on that one. Yeah. I have I just yeah I, it's at least we're in, going in a positive direction, which I don't think the team has been for a very long time right now. <laughs> it does feel like the potential to be a new era, you know. And again, we'll know more this time next week um, after the draft yeah. is complete and have a better idea of who's going to be on this roster next year. Um, but if more moves are made and they actually go through and get rid of some of these guys and overhaul this and open the door for some prospects to be here next season. I mean, it's definitely going to be a, a, a much better feeling, a much better, um, yeah. you know, not there. They've been one foot in one foot out for so long, so long, you know, that, that yeah. getting an opportunity to actually commit to a rebuild, um, you know, TBD, whether or not it works, but them picking a fucking direction finally, and finally, you know, sticking to it. Time. Oh, and again, Much time will tell if this mm-hmm. if this is just the one foot out the door approach and then they turn around and make another move that's one foot in, you know, we'll come back here two weeks later and, you know, complain at them for not picking a direction. Hmm. So th- <laughs> this was just the first step. Yeah. Pro we Rogue have to, we have to see what else unfolds. Yes, it was unilaterally a good move. And I'm glad that they made it. Uh you know, things with Provorov were obviously like, clearly heading for divorce for a long time. It's not really a secret. Um, <laughs> honestly, I'm surprised they were able to get as much of it as they did for from Columbus mm-hmm. for a player that they knew didn't want to be in Philadelphia anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think a big a big part of that return was eating uh, Cal Pearson's contract. So we can trade him too. Well, I think I think the confusing aspect in the whole situation is that the pick that Columbus gave us is LA's pick, and LA is the other team obviously involved in this trade. But the mm-hmm. pick belongs to Columbus by way of the Vladislav Gavrikov yes. trade the that they trade made at the though. trade deadline. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of confusion about that, like just on Twitter and everything. But it, it's Columbus is giving us a first and a second for Provorov. LA is giving us the second for taking on their salary for, cap. Yeah, Cal Pearson's existence. Eh. I'm excited to see Sean Walker, though. I don't really know much about him. I can't say I've ever really paid attention if to his him presence means that, that they had get rid of now D'Angelo, I'll, I'll be all for it. Yeah. I think that's the next domino in this in this whole thing is that they need to get rid of D'Angelo. It's it's like Hayes Hayes and D'Angelo are the additions by subtraction if you can get rid of them. Sandheim it's obviously well. gonna, it's obviously nice. gonna be a lot easier to move D'Angelo than it will be to move Hayes. You know, Why? I wouldn't are there that many homophobic general managers in the Probably, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Columbus, <laughs> Columbus literally just traded for Provorov, so I think somebody would definitely trade for D'Angelo. Yeah, I, I, I think there should be a market. D'Angelo's for a racist too, so you know yeah, you yeah. have to. Do we have a racist and homophobic general manager somewhere? Most of them, probably. Probably. <laughs> I mean, there are a bunch of old, old white <laughs> a bunch guys. of old white guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Oh well. I, I this ne- this next week be... is going to be really interesting. I'm I'm I... a little sad that like like I'm going on vacation on Tuesday, which is literally right before you picked a shitty time everything to do that, was about to unfold. I didn't book the vacation. It's a family okay. vacation. I am going to Italy, so I am going to have a really it good time. Fires a river, Katie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I want to keep up with all this stuff, and I'm not going to be able to. I'm gonna come. Money I'm gonna come back after. I'm gonna come back after like two weeks and. You, you have know. not have like Wi-Fi and Twitter over there or something, or. I mean, I'll have. I'll I guess I'll have Wi-Fi, but like it's not the same, you know. <laughs> Google. Le it's Google, not, not, whatever they have in not France. The same. <laughs> interacting. I want to be on Twitter in Pennsylvania. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same as interacting with you all in real time because I'm gonna be like six hours ahead. Yeah. So time differences are a gimmick. Well, you'll know what happens at the draft before we will. So hush, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll come to you from the future and say the Flyers are taking Matt Babichkov. My 30-second futuristic yeah. TV has nothing on you. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. I'm, I'm a whole continent ahead, baby. Oh, God. I will say I am very interested to see what they do with this pick. I don't think, I don't think Mitchkov falls to them, but I don't know... Who else they would take? I mean, there's like would be nice. Smith, Benson. Is it Reed Reinbacker? Ryan Reinbacker, I believe, is Something the defenseman, like and the other More. guy, and the other dude, and the the other random dude, and the other guy, and the other They're guy that nobody likes, the but the other guy that people do like. That's available at the time. Listen to Danny Breer, Keith Jones, and whoever else. They're going to take the best player that's available. I do think it's going to be a forward, though. Yeah, I hope they don't reach on this. I hope they don't reach on this on this defense. You've got so many fucking forward. Well, you need uh, so many forward help. Um, you should be getting one of the help in general. <laughs> well, that is true. You know, <laughs> I guess you know, Reinbacher could be there, but I don't like the idea of some random late riser coming up the ranks, the one defenseman in the like top twenty or whatever the fuck it is. Like, <laughs> I'll do it, man. Just take a forward. You need some serious help here. Um. And especially if they have that second pick in the what twenty second overall, 22, if they yeah. if they wanted a defenseman, they could take a defenseman there. Yeah, but I I think yeah. I think this pick is too important to screw up. Yeah. If Mitchkov is there, do you take him? So, That's a good question. I if they can trade Konechny to Detroit for 17 overall and they have 17 and 22, I would take Mitchkov at 7 because I feel like you have enough of a fallback option there with two other first round picks. Right now at just 7 and 22, like I guess I, I guess I would, but you know, if he's there I guess, but I would feel significantly better if they had at least one more mm-hmm. fallback option in the first round to uh 
to How get. How close do you think that Konechny trade is? I don't think it's imminent. We haven't really heard anything. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't think it's farther along than Hart was because we got serious rumors about Hart. We got Hart yeah. that all backed off. We got Lawton and they all backed off. We got Konechny and they all backed off. So it seems like everybody's had their chance in the spotlight, but nobody's kind of followed through with any of this stuff. So yeah. probably, you know, Tuesday or you know, on draft night itself, you may start hearing some of these trades. But I don't know if we're going to hear anything over the weekend or not. And I say that partially to jinx myself. And partially because, like, 20 minutes after we hang up, they're going to trade three players or something like that him, yeah. just to fuck everything up. Yeah. But uh, And make this entire podcast irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been worried about that all week. We did that with Freaking Flyer last night, too. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to do something. But, yeah. I'm sorry, Katie. We're always relevant. Always. <sighs> You're so right, Philip. <laughs> we are relevant. We are the queens of relevancy. Yes, we are. <sighs> I feel like we've talked about so much. Is there anything we haven't covered? Um, I don't know. I think we got uh, to... Do you think the Flyers sign anybody? There's just so many damn rumors right now that uh, nothing has been official yet that it's hard to... uh, Who's the best free agent available right now? Tyler Bertuzzi. Patrick Kane. Well, uh-huh. Patrick, there, there's Patrick Kane and uh, Tarasenko's the other one. I guess that are the best quote unquote for agents out there, but they're all, you know, they're yeah, mid 30s right Patrick now. Let's bring Patrick Kane, the man who put a dagger in my heart in 2010. Let's bring <laughs> him into the fold. Yeah. I think he would rather die than play here. Probably. And then, uh, but I think the most like valuable one who's still got some tread on his tires is probably Tyler Bertuzzi. But. There, the injury risk there is is not worth it. I don't think the Flyers are making additions anyway. I don't but... think so. Not any, not any meaningful ones via free agency anyway. Nick Foligno yeah, is like uh, like... available. I mean, isn't he old? Too? Former captain of the John Tortorella Blue Jackets. Yeah, he's old. I think he's like forty it years old or something I'm, like that. But oh there is God, some connection 40. there. He's old. Yeah, I think he's in his late thirties. Yeah, I mean, okay. I guess it wouldn't shock me if they brought him in for like locker room purposes. Okay, like oh, yeah. What are we speaking of old and injured? What do we think of Couturier? Do you think he's coming back? I think he's going to try uh, to yeah, come he's back. He's definitely coming back. Whether he, you know, makes it through training camp, we shall see. And what kind we of version? We haven't seen him on this team in so long that I honestly twenty-two months about him if sometimes. he plays in October. I love he forget he's on this team sometimes yeah. because it's been so long since we've seen. Him. There have been but times so, when, yeah, he's so good. Oh, I, and I straight up forgot about Cam Atkinson. There have been times. I was like, oh, yeah, wait, he's on the Flyers. We'll record a frequent flyer or something like that and talk for a little while about roster thing. And I'll pull up Cap Friendly and scroll down and see Sean Couture and Cam Atkinson there. And I'm like, son of a bitch, I forgot they existed. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Cam Atkinson, they're saying he might be back, too. I mean, they're both theoretically going to be here. Um, I mean, it's more or less what we're going to get when they come back. I kind of thought they were going to buy him out. Or they were at least thinking about buying Kim Atkinson out. There was some talk, but I don't think it ever really uh, amounted to much. I'd rather see that money put towards D'Angelo being bought out, but, you know. We could do them both. Yeah, why not? I mean, I think you could trade D'Angelo. I don't think you have to buy him out. Even at, like, retaining some salary. It's probably better than buying him out. Give up, like, a, I don't know, a fifth-round pick fourth maybe i don't know i don't know what the values have, are these things pride jerseys and um <laughs> you know here i have to figure out what i'm gonna do with all my ivan provorov stuff i i have didn't realize it until i was looking at my desk at work the other day because this that's where i put like a lot of my flyers memorabilia but i have a lot of too, ivan yeah. provorov stuff i have like a provorov bobblehead i have provorov. i got the they did like the Russian dolls. That was a cool giveaway. Mm. I have those of Ivan Provorov. He's on a couple of the posters that I have at my office. Seems like some spring cleaning is in the works. So if you want an Ivan Provorov bobblehead, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have a rainbow drawn on it, but yeah, you know. <laughs> That would be smart, actually. I'll just put some rainbow tape on it. Yeah. Just yeah. cover it all up. I got you plenty know. of rolls of pride tape here if you want some. Easy peasy. I should invest in some, honestly. Yeah, I'm really sad that they're not bringing back the pride jerseys. And honestly, the year that they bring them back is like the year the Flyers have like the most lackluster jersey of them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It was just a practice jersey. Yeah, the uh, yeah, with you know. rainbow letters. Like, really? That's what you're gonna refuse to wear? Ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't get the backlash. It's not like it was like you know fluttery wings or anything on it, and you know rainbows and unicorns and God, put the damn jersey on and shut up. <laughs> I will say, I think an interesting nuance in this whole thing is that they're straight up doing away with all of the specialty jerseys. Like, yeah, there's no sucks. like no more military nights, no more hockey fights cancer. I'm really sad to see St. Patrick's Day go. There's, like, Hispanic yeah, heritage like, Hispanic and Lunar New Year and, and, you know, the uh, uh, Indigenous Night in Indigenous Canada. Night, yeah. Like, there are a lot of things that this is a, This is not just a Pride Night military night thing. This is, like... The, yeah. other, the other Simmons jersey I have is a lighted-up blue for autism. Yeah. Yeah, that, that won't happen yeah, they, anymore. They're stop to, yeah. It's just, like, I mean... I guess if you're gonna, you know, if you have to ban if one you, of them, you have you to ban know, all of them. But at the yeah. same time, like Jesus Christ, <laughs> it was there well, because if they straight. I mean, I, this situation is really kind of a damned if you do, damned damned if you don't. Yeah. Because yeah. if you only banned the pride jerseys, everybody would be up in arms about how that's homophobic. So, and if you just keep all the jerseys, everyone's gonna hold out again next season, and it's gonna, yeah, which is what they don't want. So, the whole class getting detention because somebody fucked up, yeah, yeah, it's literally the equivalent of that. (laughs) Everybody gets detention now. Katie's cat is uh launching a revolt. He literally jumped up on the fridge, and I've never seen him do that in my entire life. (laughs) I just heard some dishes clattering. I heard the dishes, yeah. And then I see him just snooping around up there on the fridge. How did you get up there? Huh? I'm a cat. I can do anything. No, he's mad that I'm not paying attention to him because I'm being yeah. a good oh, yeah. podcast host and recording <laughs> and not giving him attention. Yeah, so, so he's, hey, he's probably upset. we shall see, I guess, what they're, I don't know. You're having theme nights without having any of the theme part of it. That's like half the fun, too. Yeah. You know, getting the jury, you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff went to auction and, you know, I mean, you're talking tens of thousands of dollars at the end of the day that the jerseys yeah. got auctioned off for that you're not getting anymore. So, I mean, is it is it possible that they could still like manufacture the them and sign and have, them and yeah, auction them and then them, sign them and auction them? I guess I that guess, may be a thing. I don't know if they. Uh, they just can't wear them in practice. They just can't wear them at, in the. In, yeah, they just can't wear them in the warm up during the game, yeah. or before the game. I should say it's not even during the game. Also, I always thought it was lame that they didn't wear them during the game. I if you're gonna too. if you're gonna commit, commit to the bit. Yeah. Do it. Do it up. That goes yeah. for all the jerseys too. If you're gonna wear them, do it up. Yeah. Yeah. Got my. Uh... The PHF is still doing their thing. I get one of their pride jerseys for every team every year. Got a whole rack of them in the room. Some, at least one of my favorite leagues it still. It looks wanna... so fun. I do. I love the PHF. Big it women's looks so hockey. Cool. ESPN Plus, all their games. Yep. I mean, I have Hulu. It's on there. Yeah, they're uh, they're free. I love when by on. accident I put Hulu on the Spanish one. Because when you're watching a game on Hulu Plus, it gives you the English and the Spanish option. I'll I'll do that shit like for a late night game. I'm like, what the hell? The game is in Spanish. I'm like, oh crap. How's uh, the it's Rock fun. doing, Phyllis? Oh yeah, yeah. The The Rock has rolled. Thank you. He started asking me for money, so we we told him. Oh to no. <laughs> yep. End of an era. Yep. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, at least you didn't propose to him this time first. Yeah. At least you didn't didn't give him the money. Well, that was a... Downer. Man, say it ain't ain't so. Bye-bye. You're good-looking and all, and you're hot, but you're not worth... Yeah, uh uh-uh. Not happening, Kevin. Well, at least you got to watch a lot of TV, Phyllis, so... You know? Yeah, like... Yeah, I learned a lot about soccer, God forbid. (laughs) (laughs) At least somebody on this show is. Huh. What? Yeah, basketball's boring, just in case you're interested. It is, I think that's a really, yeah. And soccer's worse, man. 
I love like, soccer. Speak for yourself. Yeah, really? I, the it's so fun. Like the little, what's the deal with the little cards? They have cards. What, That's like, the, the penalty cards. Yeah, put them in the box, man. <laughs> I, <laughs> I went to my first cards. union game like uh, like two or three weeks ago with one of my friends. And it was like in my top five like game experiences of all time. I've always it heard it's a very so good experience fun. in live. Yeah, we were like, just like, standing and chanting and like swaying and like drunkenly singing for like an hour and a half straight. It was incredible. I'm sorry, if you're uh, indoor box lacrosse, you guys are you old enough to remember when we had the indoor box lacrosse at, in Philadelphia? No, that that was awesome because indoor box lacrosse is hockey without the ice. And I mean, fighting. that's just what lacrosse is, is hockey without ice. Yeah, and, it's like and, hockey yeah. and football together. Fighting is fighting is only a penalty if someone gets hurt. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you can beat the crap out of somebody if they're not bleeding. No harm, no foul. <laughs> like, yes. Hmm. We used to go to those games all the time when I was in college. What do we like think the, What do we think the defense pairs are going to look like now that Provi's gone and if D'Angelo's gone? I guess it depends they, on whether well, D'Angelo and Sandheim are still here in a couple weeks. They're not racist, so that's all I well, care San- about. Well, Sandheim is going to be on the top pair regardless, right? Taking Pro yeah. spot. I would hope think. not. I would hope York would be over there. I mean, I don't York's, know. Well, York yeah. is a natural lefty. He should be on the left side, but they've played yeah, exclusively they on the move, right side in the NHL. They should move him back to the left now that there's an opening. It should be... Oh God, so, I don't even know. York-Risto is your de facto top pair, so enjoy. Oh, boy. And then uh, from there, it all depends on who even makes their... You know, is Sanheim still yeah. here? Is D'Enzo still here? Does Zamula make the roster? Does Andre make the roster? Does uh, Ronnie Adder make the roster? Do, can, is fucking Nick Sealer going to be here every game again? It, you know, it really is unknown uh, until we see whether or not D'Angelo and Sanheim are going to be part of this roster. Um, I will literally get a, never get over <laughs> the fact that Chuck Fletcher refused to trade Nick Sealer. Like, why? Yeah. It's just a head scratcher decision. Probably should have. Like, this is a career, a career one, seventh you know? defenseman, and he was like, "No, Nick Sealer's an integral part of our team. We have to keep him." <laughs> I, I would, I would say you might as well just bet that Sam Heim's going to be here. I mean, like, I would that, think he that, is, that, but that contract makes him immovable. Yeah, it does. There was the uh, Saravali piece the other day who mentioned that, you know, if he were, if Santa were to hit free agency, he would sign a very similar contract. Oh, yeah. Which is true. You know, granted, true, if he had yeah. free agency, he would, he would have to sign for seven years and not eight. But Damon Severson just signed a deal. Mackenzie Weegers on an identical contract. There uh, are guys, uh, you know, Pareko and Giannis Brodeen and Cam Fowler that are all in very similar deals as well. You know, that high five, mid six million range is more or less what you're going for for a guy like Sanheim. So it, it's more just about whether a team wants to take that contract on versus moving it, which I thought was a very interesting way to phrase that. Because when you put it that way of if he hits free agency, he would sign this deal anyway, it seems like it's a more movable thing. It's more just a matter of does any team actually want to make that fucking move versus well, It's also the fact that you, you could have signed him for free agency without having to give up any assets. Yeah. And now if you want to acquire well, that Well, the Flyers person, shouldn't be holding him get, for any assets that, anyway. To God get damn. that extra year, you now have to give up a whole bunch of assets to do it. I wouldn't give up anything. Just, if Which somebody wants Sandheim, just take them! <laughs> I would do Sandheim no, really. for Uyghur straight up. They could. I mean, that was always the thing, was, was Uyghur and or Pareko to try and, you know, get a right-handed defenseman on a... I guess Uyghur would be the rehab project. Pareko would be the shorter term. Um, but, I don't know. I have no don't idea we have there. enough rehab projects? I don't think we need another one. Well, I, I mean, I mean, <laughs> we're rebuilding. We might as well take on the rehab projects, right? True. I guess, yeah. At least if they have significant upside. I mean, Mackenzie Weger was just on, you know, a key piece of a, a team that won the President's yeah. Trophy a year ago. So that's definitely a guy that I'd be willing to take a chance on, for sure. And also, like I said earlier, not everybody has to be lifelong flyers. If Sandheim plays out the entirety of this contract, he'll be here for... He and Couturier are going to be one and two in like the all-times game played years. list if they're here. Yes. Mm-hmm. 16 years. It's one in three because uh, Clark would probably uh, pass Sandheim still. But yeah, it's uh, if Sandheim and Couturier get the full entirety of their extensions, they're going to be two of the yeah. longest tenured players of all time. Certainly top five. I would need to calculate how many games both of them have and what they got left, but... Yeah, it's pathetic that those two are uh, even in that conversation. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, <laughs> Sandheim definitely would have garnered that 
contract on the open market like you said it's just annoying that like we were the ones who did it yeah really. chuck fletcher did it on opening night last year before the puck even dropped to see what john tortorella had in this guy that what makes it, it like like just office? move after move that makes no so sense. Frustrating. why would you sign a player to an eight-year extension without seeing how he plays under a new yeah. coach that you've signed to be here for five years yeah. i still like, like I, said, uh, I have to wonder if they drug tested that front office i don't think so <sighs> They could have gotten a first-round pick at this year's draft for him, but no. Probably, yeah. At the deadline, they probably could have traded him for something. But I guess bringing this back to you know the Danny Briere of it all is like I wonder how much of a say he had in these moves that were made and these moves that we. It really is the million-dollar question. Is you know, obviously Fletcher was the one that had the final say in these things, but Anthony I often says think they that. Him on the head and said, "Sit down, little boy. Let the let the grown ups handle these decisions." I really do. It, it, you know, Anthony often says that he wasn't tied to a chair in this decision, but <laughs> which I do believe. You know, I I, I think mm-hmm. that he had some level of handle in it, but I also don't know. Like, was he pro acquiring Gaudreau and Fletcher said no? Was he pro or for Sanheim before the extent? Like, I would love mm-hmm. to know what what side of the what, fence yeah, he fell what, on I in all of know, these decision making like, processes. The lines in the sand on moves that Fletcher made and where he stood in relation to those. Yeah. Because if he was kind of in the same camp as all of us, that definitely gives me more confidence moving forward. But if he was in favor of a lot of these moves, that definitely gives me some pause. I don't know if we'll ever know. I don't know. It's, I don't think it's something that we'll ever know. It's just something that's interesting to think about. I think that we'll know by what he does going forward. You can sort of infer yeah. the past from the future. It's like true. What he does going forward. Yeah, hopefully he can, uh, you know, get some stuff done here over the next week mm-hmm. or so. And yeah, the draft is Wednesday. It is currently, what, Thursday the 22nd? Thursday, Thursday the 22nd. So, uh, you know, a week from today, the draft will be over. So... We will have a pretty good idea what's going on for agency uh, picks up July 1st. So just two days after the draft ends, we're right in free agency. So it's so wild that the draft is on a Wednesday. Didn't it used to be on like a Friday? I think it was a yeah Thursday. Uh, it was either Thursday, Friday, or Friday, Saturday. I think is the usual. I thought it was Friday, yeah, Saturday. Was Friday, too, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's in the middle of the week. Why? Because it's the NHL. It is odd. Yeah. It don't make any goddamn sense. I mean, the NBA draft is going on right now, and it's a Thursday. Somebody named Grady Dick was just taken. What a name. Raptor select Grady Dick with the 13th overall pick. (laughs) Oh my god. I keep Twitter open just in case some Flyers trade happens in the middle of the show, but it does not look like we're going to get that lucky. Uh, (sighs) Can you imagine? I want that to happen to us at least once. There have been some... Matt Niskanen retired live during a Flyers AD. Uh, Konechny signed his extension during a mic show one time. Uh, but uh, we're typically, you know, just before, just after a lot of those things have a history of uh, missing these ones during the show. Danny Briere, if you're listening to this, please don't make a big move immediately after we hang up the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make a move again until about Monday at uh, 8 p.m. or so. That's the next show (laughs) I have live scheduled here. Please wait just a little (laughs) bit longer. You've waited long enough. You can keep it going for just a I assume at this point you're probably not going to hear anything until probably Tuesday. Until the draft, yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday, I think, are going to be your big trade moves. Um, But, hey, we shall see, everyone. You want to take us out, Katie? Sure. Uh, Thanks, thanks everybody, for uh, tuning in to this next episode. Uh, we'll have another one for you once we wrap up with the draft and free agency and I return from my vacation. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, in the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at Claude Giroux, but the and Claude is a four. Uh, I'm going to be having a piece dropping this week predicting the winners of the NHL awards and just going over the seasons that each of the nominees had and who I think will win, who I think should win. That kind of fun stuff. So keep your eyes out for that. Phyllis? You can find me on Twitter at FlyersFan1129. And uh, I am actually working on a piece. It's just taking a long time because, again, I got a promotion. Katie gets to go to 
Italy, I have to train my replacement and do his job and my job. So I don't have as much free time to write as Katie does right now. I'm not going to have any free time to write on my vacation. I'm going to be zooming. You're going to be on a plane that whole time. I am going to be, I'm taking a red eye Tuesday into Wednesday. How long is that flight? Uh, eight hours, probably, probably like eight hours at least. Eight, nine it's hours. through. It's through the night. Yeah, I leave at like five p.m. and on Tuesday, and then I land like seven a.m. due to the time change. Yeah, on Wednesday. So Katie's going to tell us all about the draft before it happens. You know, before it happens here. <laughs> I'll be I will be over the Atlantic Ocean, and I'll just be like taking my notes and sending them to you all. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're back Monday with Shane. Maybe we have a freaking flyer on Sunday, and then I don't know what the shows for the draft coverage are looking like next week. I believe we're doing a freaking flyer on Thursday for draft coverage afterwards, but I don't know what's happening Wednesday or Saturday. I will uh, alert those to you sometime next week when I figure out myself. Uh, at Dan the Flyer Van, at Brotherly Pocket, Brotherly underscore pod. Plenty of shit up on the website, brotherlypuck.com. You can check that out, and uh, yeah. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Goodbye good and night. good night. Good night and good hockey.